This is episode four of Music in the Bottle podcast with Jamel and Daryl. On this episode, we'll talk about the last dance documentary and soundtrack, Doja Cat, Chris Brown and Young Thug, and of course, Dark Lane demo tapes by the boy. Gotta listen for the rest, though. You know we brought the wine, so stay tuned, pour yourself up a glass, and let's get to the show. Hey, this is Jamal and Daryl with the Music in a Bottle podcast. We are on episode four. Episode four. Whew. We made getting it. Getting up there. We are, we, up. I know. Yeah, we really <laughs> up there. We, we're getting up there for sure. We appreciate everybody, all the support that we've been getting and gaining a bit of traction. It's been great. How was the week, Jamal? The week has been pretty good. Um, weather was good. Uh, so we got a chance to get outside a little bit more this week. Uh, obviously, while maintaining social distancing, went on some walks and a run and listened to some of the new music. Um, future in-laws came up yesterday to hang for a bit, so always good to see them. That's so, what's up. Yeah. Can't complain. Can't complain, man. How's yours? Good, man. Good. It's been a, a very good week um, in terms of weather, man. You know, West Michigan can get a bit gloomy here, but we've been blessed to to have some good weather. In addition to that, man. Just making the most out of this situation. Um, I think that this pod, hopefully not only for us, but also for everybody around us and everybody that's supporting it, uh, it brings a little bit of light into the situation. Um, yeah, and then we've been blessed with a lot of music this week, for sure, man. For sure. Most definitely. A lot of music. We've actually been blessed with a lot during this <clears throat> during this whole pandemic, and it's been nice to, you know, just kind of hear some new music. Um, like I said, Music is one thing in the world that kind of takes your mind off of what else is going on. So it's really nice to hear all this music. Most definitely, man. I think so, too, bro. I think that this is a time where, you know, the artists that take, um, you know, take advantage of, of as much as they can, right, in a positive light, they definitely will gain some mind share among their, their their favorite uh their fans and whatnot so but yeah. gaining that mind share i think that would be important for people to put out as much music and also the, the artists that get created with videos are definitely going to be memorable as well while other artists are lacking right now uh right. lose out a lot but with that being said man what are you drinking today today i went with a red uh so i went back to the red side today i have a petite syrah um this is from michael david winery in okay. Lodi, California. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the 2017 vintage. Uh, it's founded by the brothers Michael and David Phillips, uh, hence the winery name. Uh, but it's it's a family-owned company. Um, yeah, so it's uh, I've had one of their cabs before. Yeah, no, I had their red blend before. I got it as a gift uh, for Christmas. So I went ahead and tried another one of their wines. So um, don't really drink too many Syrahs, but I decided to get this one this week. Uh, 14.5%. It's definitely very uh, strong. Uh, definitely, oh, yeah. a, definitely a full-bodied wine for sure. Yeah. Um, kind of getting some dark, some dark berries for sure. Um, kind of has a little bit of a vanilla hint as well. Uh, okay. But, but it's... But it's good so far. We'll see how it goes. What you That's got? That's what's up, man. That's what's up. Um, I'm, I'm with Robin Mondavi today, and it's a Fume Blanc. He's known as, like, the grandfather of Fume Blanc. He created the first in 1966. It's got this citrus, melon, like, floral um, taste to it. 
It's good stuff, man. Vintage 2017, uh, straight out of Napa. But yeah, the winery was created in uh, 1966 out there in California, man. Um, great taste so far. I really am, am enjoying this. I'm definitely going to do a red next week. I know that I've been I've been uh, slacking on that, but I'm looking forward to, to a red next week. But this week we went with a white. Female Blanc, definitely got to try nice. it out from the first couple of six. It's been, it's been pretty good. I think this might be the best yet. Okay. Even better than them Chardonnays you had last week. Man, the, the Chardonnays <laughs> last week, that was different, especially, yeah, man, the, the Chardonnays were great, but this one, yeah, it's kind of hard okay. to compare, you know, so such a right. different taste, but yeah. this is more crisp than what I like to, what I like to have, especially with the weather warming up. I think it makes right. for the perfect, perfect wine for, uh, for today, man. Okay. All sure. Right. Yeah, so um, just just a reminder to everyone listening, uh, wine list is posted. You can check the link in our Instagram bio. Um, It's posted on Instagram. The wine from the first few episodes will add to that, obviously, as we keep going. So be on the lookout for that if you're looking to try some of this stuff that we've been drinking. We've uh, been given pretty much everything great ratings uh, from our taste and viewpoint. We got some good stuff for you guys to try on those lists. For sure. I think it's, I mean, number one, we're selecting great wines. And uh, in addition to that, we want to make sure we share that with people. So finding everything on IG will definitely be the easiest. You can uh, look at our wine list and see what we've been drinking. Also keep, in, keep up to date with what what trends we got going on in, in terms of the whole podcast. So, yeah. Before we get back to the show, do us a favor and go follow us on Instagram. That's at Music in the Bottle Podcast. All one word on Instagram. Music in the Bottle Podcast. All right. Thanks. We back. All right. This week, we had a lot of new music drop. Um, we were spoiled this week, for sure. In addition to that, some some new arrivals from, from different artists. I mean, we had a deluxe album this week drop, but the biggest... The talk of the town would definitely be Dark Lane demo tape by Drake, his his mixtape or playlist. Ooh, the boy has dropped. We got man. some new Drake. Everybody, everything stops, man. When, when Drake releases music, everything stops. You know what I mean? Literally everything. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. So initial thoughts, you know, the, the tape drops. Uh, what are your initial thoughts when, when you go through, listen to it for your first first few spins? Yeah, so um, just to just to start from the beginning, um, we finished recording last week, and I happened to be scrolling on Twitter, IG, um, happened to see that Drake was dropping, and I think I texted you like as soon as I found that out, and you were like, "What, really?" Like, <laughs> and um, I was like, "Yeah, like this is not a this is not a game. Like, we getting some new Drake? Not um, a drill. This is not a drill. Not a drill. Yes." Um, so most of the songs after looking at the track list were obviously a bunch of Lucy's that we had already heard, um, with a few new ones that we hadn't heard, yeah. but, um, I woke up, uh, Friday morning and played it on my way to work. And, um, the, the intro is straight. Um, it's definitely, like I said, it's definitely a mixtape. Like I said, it's just, it's full of a bunch of his throwaways. So you don't get like a fully cohesive project um which yeah. you don't which you don't get with the mixtape anyways um but i mean it's it's 14 songs so it's easy to listen to like i said about half of them i've already heard before um like war desires chicago freestyle 
yep. when to say when. So all of those are, you know, like bangers that we've, that we've heard before. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, the first couple of listens have been, like I said, solid. Like I said, it's nothing like crazy, but definitely a decent track or a decent project of throwaways for sure. What you think? Man, um, I, I'm very appreciative of this straight drop for sure during this time. I think that it's, it's quite interesting that he kept 2C slide. My initial thoughts were I understand when to say when, and I understand Chicago freestyle as, as those two aren't like huge hits like 2C slide is. But yeah. it's interesting to see him throw it on this. I wonder if he's going to throw it on his album as well or if, you know, this will just stay with this tape. I could see 2C slide making it to his album. Um, even though that's like a TikTok craze or, you know, just, just to get listens or whatever it may be. But, right. um, yeah, we heard a lot of these songs beforehand, too. I, I, after listening to When to Say When versus Chicago Freestyle, hearing that third verse, I heard the third verse on Chicago Freestyle, but I didn't hear the full song on When to Say When before this came out. I like When to Say When. Um, yeah. His verse is on it better. The vibe of Chicago Freestyle is still better, for sure, but... I was never a big song cry by Jay Z fan anyway. Uh the original beat to When the Slate Win. But yeah. Um I like it. I like it for sure. Uh but yeah, I mean track by track. What'd you what what tracks stick out to you? Um, so speaking on when to say when, so when they first dropped on SoundCloud or whatever, I was definitely like I was Chicago freestyle from the jump, uh, mainly obviously because of Gibeon and how he bodied the chorus and just his yep. vocals on that killed it. But um, I like the Drake on when to say when, like uh, verse wise, better than Chicago yeah. freestyle. Um, but yeah, so besides those tracks that I heard prior, um, listening to losses was um, was a great track. I think uh, yeah. definitely sentimental um drake and you know just speaking about whoever he was speaking about i'm sorry for her that she yeah a song <laughs> put out about her for sure. but uh um, for sure demons was a more upbeat drake uh yeah had a couple of features from guys i didn't really know who they were yep. which drake does a good job of kind of putting people on like that yeah shout um, out to fabio foreign and so sick so yep so i like that yep. one um one that I didn't like, well, I guess I liked it, but uh, your boy Playboy didn't, uh, didn't. Yeah, man. I mean, I, man, uh, not to cut you off at all, but I, I feel like I need to speak up <laughs> and defend Playboy Cardi. But it was, it was like, man, like I was very surprised, dude. Like I was super excited because there was so much talk on, right. on Twitter and Instagram about them collabing. And, I like Playboy Cardi's music, um, obviously, like Drake as well. And Pain 1993 was like a letdown. It was like low-grade mid. Um, I don't even know who had the better verse there, to be honest with you. I don't know if either of them had a great verse, yeah. uh, which you don't, you don't say that much about Drake, but it just wasn't a good blend. And I feel like maybe, you know, we wait for these. Some of these artists we wait for, maybe there's a reason why they don't have a song together because it just doesn't make – it doesn't blend. Right. Like, yeah. I would say every Uzi and, and Playboy track kills this. Like, and you yeah. know what I mean? Like every every other feature he's probably he's had. Like, I would much rather have heard a, a young a thug and right and Cardi track because they have a very similar sound. But um, yeah, that was like low grade mid. I'm not gonna call it trash because you know, it's, but it is. It, it was, you can it was, call it trash. It if you want. <laughs> nah, I, obviously you got something to say about it. What do you? What were your thoughts? 
Uh, like I said, Playboy's verse just didn't do it for me. It's definitely a no for me, Bucko. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, the Drake verse was obviously subpar as well. Um, yeah. So the song in general, like you said, just the two of them on the track uh, was just a weird mix. And maybe, maybe if they were to do it again, it'd be a little bit better. Um, yeah. After getting this one out, but um, but yeah. That was probably the only one, like, feature-wise, that didn't really do it for me. Um, okay. He has that one with Young Thug, and I think Future is that D4L or something. Yep. Um, that one wasn't one Same. of my favorites. Uh, but, like I said, overall, I thought it was a decent tape. That I mean, it's always nice to hear new Drake, so this will definitely yeah. be something that gets some spins um, on the way to work, on the runs, whatever it may be. Did you have any favorites outside of, obviously, the ones we heard yeah i mean so first off like the songs that I, I probably won't say too much about the songs outside of when to say when and chicago freestyle i liked like i liked war for what it was like i liked um chicago freestyle when to say when and all that yeah. uh to see slide i heard desires beforehand and i actually liked it better when it was on soundcloud than i did on this album yeah. I, I don't feel like you needed to to share that i thought that the song for those that don't know that drake released a snippet to a song called vital um, yep. and I thought that would have fit very good in that spot where Desires is very similar sound, but it's just Drake by himself. Right. Um, so yeah, th- those are the so- songs that I heard before this. Uh, I do want to say that Demons, the Fabio foreign and associate, uh, geek track, that sounds like it should have had a, uh, a, um, pop smoke feature on that. Yeah, for sure. That's likely. a pop smoke type bit. Rest in peace of pop smoke. Pop smoke was like, I, I feel like our next, the next coming of, no, I don't want to. I don't want to say that. I would say he was due to be like a perennial New York artist for yeah, sure. Um, and a lot of people said he, he sounded like like a young fifty, yep. um, which is what I was getting at. But he, yeah, I think that's that's a pop smoke type beat, and definitely, man, that was a. I like that song a lot. Yep. Demons, um, Florida with love stuck out to me. Time flies is probably my favorite from this yeah. one. Uh, yeah, D4L, that sounds like it should have been a future song featuring Drake and Thug, or maybe a Thug song featuring Future and, right, and Drake. Yeah. Doesn't sound like a, a true Drake song, but maybe that was a throwaway. Not a big fan of the Chris Brown track. Um, that kind of felt forced. But and the intro was straight, man. And like was uh, that's and was Chris Brown. Yeah. I mean, Chris Brown has like what background vocals? Was he even like really mm-hmm. on the song? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can't I can't recall. Um this is a you know, it's a demo tape, so we could, we're going to be hypercritical, obviously. Yeah. You know, this is the first album we are reviewing this week. And yeah, it sounds like Chris Brown was on background vocals. So maybe a bit, you know, it just wasn't for yeah. me. But coming off of no guidance, like it's very hard to right. to stop that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, all in all, though, like with it being a, a mixtape or a playlist or a demo tape, like completely get it he just threw some tracks together some stuff that people have heard before these are throwaways with an album coming this summer it sounds like yes sir i know what that is confirmed according to what or i think he got on young money radio and said it or he was on instagram live or something and, and, and confirmed it the night um we got this so yeah so that'll be dope. for sure yeah that'll be dope yeah it will be it will be, man. And I definitely would say, go check out that song, Vital by, by Drake. Uh, you should be able to find that on YouTube or Spotify, one of the two. Yep. Not released. Um, that's a good song. Yeah. What else we got? Lil Baby. So this week, uh, Lil Baby made a lot of traction, I would say. Um, he dropped his deluxe 
so his album my turn it was originally i mean originally the first album that was released was number one on the on the billboards from my understanding yep. um and he released his deluxe this week. I got to listen to that all the way through. Did you get a chance to check that one out? Yeah, um, I listened to the deluxe on my run a couple uh, yesterday, two days ago. Um, yeah, but yeah, I listened to the deluxe. I listened to the original. So when that dropped a few months ago, I added a couple songs to my playlist um, from that to run through. Um, the deluxe. I had a couple favorites. Uh, Low down. I liked uh, the social distancing track. Was all right. Yeah. Um, the last one I can't recall the name, but it has Forty Two Doug on it. We paid. We paid. We paid. Okay. Um, Forty Two mm-hmm. Doug is from Detroit. Um, so the chorus has a line that just shows respect to the Lions and Braves. So they kind of like go back and forth talking about their cities, which I liked. Um, I don't. I don't okay. really listen to much of Forty Two Doug, um, but um, I did. Yeah. I did like to hear that. Uh, that uh paying homage to the lions in there so shout out to detroit um yeah other than that sure. uh the original had a couple tracks that i liked but it's it's also like long like it's i think 21 songs originally then he added six to the deluxe yeah so yeah the original like i said there's a couple that i like on there but other than that like i didn't really give it a full listen because it was too long for me but yeah, I know what you mean. I um I ended up he has forty two Doug on there twice because he has a song called Grace. Yeah, forty two yeah. Doug in the beginning. Um, but yeah, I listened to I listened to all the majority every every song on the album and uh, what stuck out to me I really like that song. Forget that with Rilo uh, Rodriguez. I think Rilo is definitely a slept on artist. Um, I like Catch the Sun. That was on the Queen of Slim soundtrack though. Uh, song with Moneybag Yo No Sucker was pretty straight as well. Um. Yeah, one thing I do want to mention, and this isn't Lil Baby, but Gunna killed that song on, it's called Heating Up, oh, yep. the second song on the track, killed mm-hmm. it. I would say Gunna is one of those artists that, from my perspective, bodies his, his features, but does not, he doesn't show up best on his albums. Yeah. And maybe it's because everything sounds the same. I feel like uh, Lil Baby is one of, those, one of those artists that definitely could sound the same in every song, but for some reason his flows switch up. I think it's a very consistent album, though, um, through and through. I do like it, and even with the without the six songs, I thought I thought the original was yeah. pretty straight too, man. Yeah, um, yeah. Like I said it's definitely like I said those. I mean, he's he's definitely very consistent. I think he could be up there. Like I know we we talk a lot about the baby and like how he has the same flow. Um, listening yep. to like a little bit of or like little baby's catalog. I mean, he. A, yep. a lot of his songs sound the same, but they just kind of hit a little bit better than yeah, him. yeah. Like I don't know what he does, but like it's definitely like it's kind of like the same sound, but like they just sound so much better. Like like yeah. you listen to Drip Too Hard, and you're like, okay, like you're bobbing your head, you know, like yeah, he, for sure. This is a radio yeah, head, and most definitely. A lot of the songs on this, you're like, okay, like it kind of sound the same, but I'm still kind of bobbing my head to it. But um, mm-hmm. the baby, like I said, he he kind of gets that. Uh, that bad rap for that but listen to little baby he kind of has kind of kind of the same but it just works better for him so i don't know yeah i agree bro but i feel like you know some of the they make it work like even like little baby he makes yeah. it work and even though you know he's switching up styles and switching up his flow for sure the baby whatever you you could say is every all the beats sound the same for sure he's great at picking beats number one and also 
he makes it yeah. work. Um, that I feel like a lot of artists from Atlanta get that rap of like, you know, all their songs sound the same or whatever it may be. Because Amigos, I know, is another label made of Lil Baby. Um, they get that same rap. Do you think, question there, is do you think that Lil Baby is the hottest out of Atlanta right now, today? Right now, I definitely probably say so. Um, like I said, from since when I started listening to him, like it's literally been nothing but hits. Uh, so out of Atlanta, like from that area, I think I think Lil Baby is probably probably the hottest out. Yeah. Okay. I respect it for sure. I think they're you know, Lil Nas X. He's pretty. He was pretty hot for a bit. He had a he had a good twenty nineteen. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, he's from from Atlanta for sure. But mean. future, <laughs> future. Uh, <laughs> Futures from Atlanta, yeah. you know, you got uh, people like Playboy, Playboy Cardi, who hasn't released his tape yet, so he's not as hot. Yeah. 21 yeah. Savage, Migo, some of those guys that stick out. I would say out of Atlanta right now, he's got to be, he's yeah. on fire. Gunner's from Atlanta, yeah. too, and Thug. Like, um, But even, you know, Thug's kind yeah. of an OG right. of the game, I would say, you know, uh, right after Future. I but, do like. Yeah, I would definitely. I do like Black, too. He's from that area as well. But yeah. like I said, he's definitely one of like Black is one of my favorite artists. But as far as like radio play and like hottest, I mean, yeah, Lil Baby has to be up there for sure. Yeah, I got to give it to him for sure, for sure, man. I'm, great artist. Do you think that he had? Okay, well, I guess who who had a better 2019? Would you say the Baby, Lil Baby, or Meg The Stallion? Um, man. I'd probably have to go with the baby, um, cause that. Well, I mean, Bop was has to be one of the biggest biggest songs uh, that dropped. Yeah. Uh, I, like I said, I think that song alone, and on top of his like social media presence, just kind of just kind of puts him at the top for me for 2019. But, but honestly, they all had great years. Like like. Yeah. Like we talked about last episode, Meg was up there. Like she, you know, kind of brought on the name Hot Girl Summer. So Meg is up there. And yep. Lil Baby, he had another album. He was on like every, like he was on a lot of songs with other artists. So I don't know. But yeah. I would, I guess I would go with the baby. Who would you say? Okay. I would probably say, I think that. Man, you're going with the baby. I feel like Meg had a whole hashtag after. You know what I mean? She had a whole movement. Um, but I Meg Meg is definitely up the, up there. I think I would tie her with Lil Baby. Because as a, a as a female rapper, artist, I think she had the biggest year yeah. of anyone. Um, I don't think anyone comes close to her. So she killed her whole class, you know right. what I mean? Whereas I don't see Lil Baby and Dub Baby dominating their class right. like that. Um but Lil Baby, I think he killed every feature he was on for sure. Uh and, and also his own music. Yeah. yeah, for sure, man. Most definitely. Most definitely. Next up, NBA Young Boy. Uh he released his 38 Baby 2. Is that did I get that correct? I believe so. Yep. 38 Baby 2. Yeah. I didn't listen to 38 Baby 1, but <laughs> Okay. All right. All right. That's good. Was, I got you. <laughs> but yeah, NBA Young Boy. I got you. Dropped, yeah. Uh, yeah. What do you think of that? Yeah. What do you think of that one? Um, so 
I think, let me say this first. NBA Youngboy has an audience that is it's a younger demographic for sure. But I also like, from my standpoint, I think he can rap. I think he has, there are songs where I'm like, okay, I'm, I definitely get what he's saying. And other songs where I'm like, okay, this doesn't really pique right. my interest. I think 38 Baby 2 was pretty straight. I would give him, I think he had like, this is another long yeah. al- album. I'm not a big fan of yeah. long al- albums. You know what I mean? I don't see a need for more than 12 to to 15 songs. And one of the artists that I follow closely, he was like, they only pay you for 10 or 11. Why are you making such long, yeah. such long songs? Uh, and maybe that was relevant for that time when that artist was talking about it. But um, 17 tracks on this one, I would say out of the 17, I actually liked the, uh, the baby feature on there. But I would say out of this, I give him like seven or eight um, out of the 17 tracks. Decent album for sure. Uh, yeah, it was straight, man. I mean, you know, I give him seven out of ten. Yeah, seven, six, six and a half okay. out of ten. I'd probably give it seven minus three out of ten. But uh, <laughs> Woo, you giving it a four out of ten? Um, no, I mean, I gave it a quick listen. Uh, I think one of the earlier tracks on Diamonds I liked. Um, I think it's like track two or three. Diamonds was like, like a track two or yeah, three like or something. But um, listening, listening yeah. to it, I liked a lot of the beginning of it, and then like midway yeah. through, like just nothing like stuck out to me as much. And then like you, you, you kind of yeah. get to that track with the baby, and um, Danny has that track near the end. I think AI Nash, which was one yep. of the singles, yeah. uh, which was an all right sure. track. But I think the middle of it, it just kind of dropped for me. Um, probably nothing I'd truly go back to. Like, I might add that Diamonds track or keep that Diamonds track on my playlist for a while. But other than yep. that, um, I can't say that I would go back. Not, I guess I, I guess for me, I'm just not really a huge fan of this sound, though, either. So, Yeah. I – so, like, for me, it was, it was really tough to get through. Like, I liked AI Youngboy, too. Um, and I listened to that. I went back to that multiple times. This was uh, maybe at least two releases ago for sure. But this one, I mean, and and no matter what we say, right? Dude has number one. He's the number one artist in 2019 on YouTube in the U.S. Most played artists in the U.S. He had 11 music videos. Each of them had racked up like more than 100 million views on YouTube. So he's doing something right. Um, in addition to that. It's his second album to debut at number one on the Billboards in less than a year. So, and AI Youngboy number two was was the last one to reach that, and that was only seven months ago. So he's yeah. doing something right. Like I said, yeah. So big congrats. He definitely to him, has man. like that. He, he has that younger audience though too. So that like I, I think that play is like a big part. Um, and a lot of his YouTubing streams and his just album streams in general, which is like I say, kudos to him. Like he's reaching that reaching that audience that's a little bit younger than us, but they they actually yeah. respect his sound. They also say um, NBA young boy fans use crayons, but I don't know if that's that's true. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do seem like the type of kids that be like in classroom, and then you ask them what they draw, and they'd be like monsters <laughs> scribbling on a piece of paper. But yeah, you know, shout out to them though. <laughs> yeah, shout out to him. But yeah, he definitely makes very you know uh, his music. It definitely has that type of. He has his, his audience, man, and, and whatever that audience is, it's widespread. Yeah. So shout out to him. Um, yeah, he he bodied it for his fans for sure. The last release, big album that we that we definitely came across this week, and this was um, kind of a low key release. I feel like it wasn't a lot of announcements around it. How'd you feel about Chris Brown and Thug 
releasing their play, their album. Yeah, so this, I mean, this just dropped today. Um, I I heard a little bit about it, but yeah, def- it definitely didn't get a lot of promo. Um, so this morning, I actually texted you or whatever, and I was like, hey, you know, this actually dropped. We should talk about it today or, you know, next yeah. week. But um, giving it a listen, to, um, it was honestly a, a real solid first listen for me. I think it's a collab yeah. I didn't know I really needed to hear an actual project from. Good so, point, good uh, point, yeah. Doug and Chris Brown, like, like most – like most of the songs, they honestly slid on all of them, and I enjoyed the first listen. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna run it back um, for sure. Uh, the intro is straight. Uh, the intro was produced by Murder Beats, um, who's a big uh, producer out of Toronto or the Canada area. He's on a lot of P and D songs, yeah. a lot of big songs. Murder Beats does produce those, so shout out to Murder on that. Uh, there's a yeah. track near the end, "Stolen," which I really liked. Um, I like that one a lot that, too, man. Yeah, Stolen was a I solid think there's track. another one early on, Trap Back or something like that was the name, which I really yeah. liked. But overall, man, solid listen. Like I said, it just came out less than 24 hours ago, so I didn't really give it yeah. a, a a true listen. But from what I heard, said it was nice. It was nice. Yeah, man, I'm a big Thug fan. Obviously, a Chris Brown fan too. Um, just the longevity of his career. But this one, I I, I liked it a lot, and I was. Excited. I had seen rumblings talking about it, but then that's kind of like the Kendrick and yeah. J. Cole thing. Like, all right, will that ever happen? That's what I took it as. But this one, you know, both of them, they release a lot. It's a lot of music. And I think that with, with Chris Brown on this one, he, he takes on a lot of rap roles, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it, that. It's, I seem like I feel like he's rapping a lot on this one. But stolen was a solid one. Uh, Undrunk was a good one too. Um, yeah, I, I didn't. I wasn't a big fan of Trap Back, but I like. I like she bumped her head and, and big slimes. Like I, I like the whole thing. You you should definitely listen. Yeah, listen to it all the way through, man. This is a, a good track. Big Thug fan. Thug has a lot of consistency in his albums for sure. Um, yeah, it was a good one. It was it was. Yeah. For sure. That was their first collab since like his uh Heartbreaking Full Moons um album. There. They had a song on there called High End. Pretty straight. I think the future was on that one as well. Okay. Yeah, for sure. That so was check the those album out. With, like, that was the album with like forty five songs or it was ninety six actually. <laughs> Man dropped a whole catalog. He dropped a whole career worth of music on that. But nah, for real, that was a that was a super long album, dude. <laughs> Scary. We probably still be listening to that today. Yep, for sure. All right, this week we also had a lot of singles drop. Um, also, a few updates to some singles that that were really going off last week. This week, uh, Kid Cudi and Travis Scott hit number one on the billboards with The Scots. Are you surprised by this, or you know, did you see this one coming? Yeah, so as we talked about last week, um, we kind of had conversations that it might go number one or it might hit there. Yeah, And then for me, I definitely thought it would because we didn't have anything truly else up there for it to kind of be going against. So, and like I said, they're just both two big artists. So I don't, I'm not, I'm not really too surprised. I don't know how long it'll stick um, yep. to be honest, but uh, like I said, it's still for me, just an average song. I think if they were to like, if they were to drop an album or like a EP last week, then yeah. I, I think it would stay up there for sure. But. Yeah, I think so too. I think it would stay stay up there. I think that with all the new music coming out though, and all the 
big artists releasing music like a Drake, a Lil Baby. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think, it, I don't know, you know, does it stand? I feel like Travis Scott is a big enough artist, but does the, like an NBA young boy we just talked about, like, does he beat, beat out a, a Kid Cudi? You know what I mean? And yeah. we may be in a time that's it's crazy to think that, but we may be in a time that NBA young boy beats out, you know, a Kid Cudi. Right. Um, yeah. And with Drake release and obviously, you know, that's, that's a battle between Drake and Travis Scott. So it, it'll be interesting to see that, but I think that Drake will probably, probably take that over. If not some other right. artists like a, you know, you never know what, what little baby could do or NBA young boy with his tracks are. Right. I mean, for sure. honestly, I think, or last I knew Chicago freestyle was number one on Apple music. So, okay. Okay. Um, that, that honestly may make it up there. Uh, so we'll see, but, Anyways, um, nonetheless, shout out to Kid Cudi for getting that number one. So yeah, shout out to him. That's his first one. We talked about day and night was the closest he had last week. So yeah, man, mm-hmm. shout out to Kid Cudi. Uh, big, big shout out to him. Um, Kaylani. Kaylani, hey Kaylani. <laughs> F and me, you. You better be careful. <laughs> um, F and me, you. Um, coming off her, her new album, it was good until it wasn't coming out May 8th, I believe this Friday. Um, first thoughts on the song there. Um, it was a good song. Uh, I liked it a lot. Um, she's, I mean, all of her singles that she's put out to promote the album have been great. Yeah. Uh, this one is obviously a more, uh, sexy feel for sure. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. obviously the meaning be behind it um just kind of goes through um just a normal couple thing um mm-hmm. fighting and then making up and whatever yeah. so um she released some some graphic artwork for this i don't know if you saw that yeah uh, i got an opportunity to see it <laughs> yeah so um i mean whoever came up with the artwork like definitely a nice piece of art um yep. but Overall, I did like the song. Like I said, she's definitely come with it. This track is has a good bop to it for sure. Uh, yeah. What do you think? I liked it too, man. I thought that was a, a good good story told of like what what fighting with somebody or going through issues is, and then making up after it. Um, mm-hmm. She's been very consistent in in her releases for for this tape, so I'm I'm very excited to hear her music. Also, yeah. I think she's she's just a dope artist, man. Like. I really like her music a lot. Um, she's got a lot of unreleased songs. She didn't release too much. I think she's got maybe three or four songs released off this album. So yeah. I'm looking forward to going through the tape and hearing new music. I hate when artists like release seven out of their 15 tracks or seven right. out of their 12 tracks. You know what I mean? Before the right. album even comes out, it just feels like, you know, uh, you just threw four or five throwaways on an on a album. Yeah. So she, um, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to hearing this and a great song. Kailani, uh, F and... MU. Did you um did you have a chance to see the uh artwork cover for the track list? The the other so she released the track list or whatever, the full track list. Yep. And um so the front of the cover, um, if you guys haven't seen it, is Kehlani looking over um her uh looking over to the other side. Yeah, like on some Joe Goldberg, like from yeah. you, from that TV show, like right. on that type of thing. It looks like she's <laughs> yeah. creeping on somebody, for sure. So then she released the track list uh, side of the album artwork, which is yeah. what you get to see behind, which kind of brings her out or her album title full circle. Everything yep. was, or it was good until it wasn't. And the back of that is just like chaos. 
which AI, I thought, yeah, which I thought was really cool. And like, and and like we mentioned before, she's doing a lot of promos, obviously from her house. It's all in house now, um, as far as videos and all of that. And I think for her to kind of make this all connect without, you know, kind of leaving her home, say to so, uh, or yeah, so to say, uh, I think was awesome. So I'm definitely excited for it as well. Yeah, I thought I did see that piece. I forgot, man. I definitely did see that. It was like chaotic. It looked like, you know, one side looks like uh, a beautiful day and then the other side is like the day after tomorrow. Right. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited to see it, hear it. I think that she has held back her al- her album songs that relate to the it wasn't part of the album title. It, it, it was good until it wasn't. Yeah. Um, I feel like she's held back some of those. And I think that a lot of people will be able to relate to this situation because everybody's been through it, right? You've been through bad relationships. You've been through right. getting ghosted. You've been through the good parts where you think like, oh yeah, this is the one. And then you find out that it's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I feel, I feel like this will be a, a really good album and I could see her topping the R&B charts with this one for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Most I'm no sure. fortune teller, but you know, quote me on that. We'll see. We'll see. We'll I'm gonna see. Need, I'm gonna need my chips. I'm gonna need my chips with the dip on that one for sure. Come, <laughs> her album's coming out May eighth for sure. And just to to add some fuel to the fire, YG released a song as well called "Laugh Ooh. Not Cry Later." Yeah, I bet Ooh. you didn't see that coming, did you? Ooh, I bet tra- you didn't see that coming. That transition was. <laughs> yeah, you see it. You know the vibes. You know the vibes. <laughs> yeah. So why? So YG drops, huh? Um. Yeah, laugh now, cry later with a K. Just a, to, a K. don't don't get that confused, cuz. <laughs> um, so I thought it was all right. Uh, I don't really listen to much of YG, so I don't really know how often I'll go back and listen to that single. Um, yeah, but uh, I listened to that on my run as well, and it it definitely had a nice bop to it. Uh, had a nice little smooth beat. Uh, I liked I liked the lyrics, um, but like I said. Just YG as an artist in general, I don't really listen too much of. Okay. Um, so I didn't, like I said, I listened to it that maybe once, maybe once and a half. Um, got halfway through it again. But I don't know. That one wasn't my favorite. Wasn't my favorite. What you got First, on that one? I would say that his album, I mean, the the visual to this one or his, uh, you know, the photo on this, this song is pretty dope with the Lambo, him hanging out the okay, passenger yeah. seat. I like that. Um, but this is his first solo release since his last album, For Real, For Real. Uh, it seems like a song that's just about being like present, being, you yeah. know, enjoying it, enjoying luxury and not getting caught up in the negative. So maybe I'm just saying, I think there's a correlation between their past relationship between YJ and Kalani. Ooh, okay. um, could be, could be. But I think I, I'm a YG fan. I do like YG a lot. I think he's not only a smart I mean, a good rapper. I think he's a smart businessman as well. Um, from what I what I've heard, and I do like the song, man. I gotta give it. I gotta give it to to YG. Um, okay. You know, you're definitely on. Uh, he's definitely on his West Coast here, but he. It's a good listen for sure. But you gotta have, you have to have that perspective. Like right. you know, this is more of a in the present moment, and, and you're not looking for a real deep meaning to this song. But it's just about you know enjoying life and being being right in the right here right now rather than thinking about all the other words okay yeah yeah for sure shots fired though yeah most definitely most definitely uh khalid and summer walker released 11 um small release i mean it's a it's a a 
straight release from two artists who are very consistent. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like Summer Walker, her album was one of the most consistent R&B albums that has been out, that she had a good year with that, uh, Snow Allegra. But Summer Walker definitely killed it with her album. And then pairing her with an artist like Khalid with a very unique voice like hers is like as safe as you can get. But at the same time, they, they had a song called Eleven. And what were your thoughts on it? Yeah, I actually enjoyed that track. Um, I didn't really expect to. I mean, um, I didn't like. It wasn't a collab that I was that I knew of, really. So um, yeah, for sure. So just to hear them together was really nice. They both have great voices, and they came together and created a very nice sound to this. Um, like both of them, like and and just like you said, Summer had a she had a great album, uh, and. Khalid is very consistent. She's consistent. Um, excited to see just kind of where or what happens with both of them this year. Uh, Khalid's last project, I didn't really listen to as much. Um, yeah. But 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 his sound, though, is just still so consistent that you just kind of like listen to his voice. Um, but overall, I did like the track. It will be something I'll go back to um, and give it some more listens. But yeah, I thought it wasn't bad. Yeah, man. Um I liked I liked his last uh, his last track Free Spirit that was pretty straight. He had a a few nice ones there in the first in the beginning of the album. Um, I didn't make it to to the end of that that one. I mean, he had Saturday Nights on that, which he remixed with I think Kane Brown. Like he had a that was a pretty big hit. Mm-hmm. But um, this one here with Summer Walker, I like it as well, man. Khaled is one of the most. I mean, he is consistent, dude. Like yeah. consistent, consistently consistent. He definitely has. So, I mean, he has a voice that, that that everybody likes. He can span across many different different genres and, and pair with a lot of different artists. So him pairing with Summer Walker is a layup because Summer has a great voice as well. Mm-hmm. She also has a great, a very unique writing ability. Um, I like Summer Walker. Her whole album was fire. Um, but yeah, I like this song a lot. I think this is something people should definitely listen to. And you can listen to this at any time. This is like... You know, you're at a party, you may be driving down the road, you don't know where to work. Like, this is the type of song yep. that you definitely want to get a, get into a good vibe with. Question for you, Jamel, um, is Khalid, what would you define his category as? And not to put him in a box, but to put him in a box, <laughs> would you define him as R&B? Would you define him as pop? Would you define uh, him as soul? You know, what? where would you put this guy? Man. Or, or can he not be? <clears throat> man, um, I... To be honest, my first instinct is pop, um, but I don't know. His, his his sound is just so soulful too. Like it, it's 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 definitely hard to put him in a category. I guess I don't know yeah. where. I guess I don't know where like the billboards categorize him as. Um, yeah. But um, like I said, it, it definitely seems like he would be categorized more as pop, which is what I see yeah. more. But like I said, it's definitely more of a soul soulful r&b still too i don't i don't know but i guess hearing like his like hearing his overall catalog you would probably like lean more towards pop or at least i I would yeah i would too i probably man i would probably said pop um but i think that if he wanted to cross over into r&b he easily could because of his voice no doubt in his first album but he just has some beats, like even off his first album, he had um, like hopeless and like they're they're more upbeat and, and like kind of poppy, yeah. hopeless, 
Um, I feel like location could have definitely been like a Daniel Caesar S like R and B type yeah. of song, but then you got Young Dumb and and broke on that one. And then as he he started pairing with artists like that were definitely very pop culture, mm-hmm. you know, esque. So I like Khalid a lot, man. I do too. I, yeah, but I think Summer Walker is definitely R and B through and through oh, yeah. for sure. Most of yeah, Most she's stuff. a beast. She's a beast. Yeah, man. After that, uh, Doja Cat. Say so remix that we're talking about talking about you, man. Uh Doja Cat and Nikki. Doja Cat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what were your thoughts on Do- on the track with some- <laughs> Doja Cat? Nope. Do- oh, um, yeah. Uh so that so that track, uh, to be honest, to keep it a whole buck with you, I never listened to the original say so. Um, <laughs> oh, here we are, y'all. Music in the bottle podcast coming at you with only the remixes. You know what it is? <laughs> Uh, but <laughs> listening to the remix, um, it definitely wouldn't wouldn't be a song that I would have really wanted to listen to the original for. Uh, but I, oh, that's not what you're getting. You're not getting ready for this. Huh? No, no, not no. at all. all right, I got you. But uh, definitely nice to hear Nikki for sure. Uh, I mean, she she yeah. claims she retired uh, from the game, um, yep. so mm-hmm. she's still kind of picking up some singles here and there, or hopping on remixes at least. Like she hopped on this. Uh, like we mentioned, Pop Smoke before, rest in peace. But she hopped on his uh, big hit. Um, but yeah, she's an artist in a way that's similar to Beyonce, and the fact that to get her on the song has to be big to, you know, that artist. So, um, yep. obviously not truly as iconic as a Beyonce. Um, but Nicki for yeah. sure. Like, I mean, if you get her. On the remix, you know, she's going to bring it. And um, like I said, it was nice to hear. But to be honest, yeah, I didn't listen to the original. So, <laughs> All right. So, yeah. So, you don't even know. You're not even on Doja Cat like that, are you? <sighs> to be honest, no. No. Okay. Because you seem like... No, I'm <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yeah. Um, all right. So, I like this out. I like this song a lot, man. Like, Did you listen to the original? I think... Yes, I did okay. listen to the original. I went, I went to it first to see if there's different vibes. Okay, okay. This, is a, this is a music in a bottle podcast where we cover wine and music and culture. So just for all the listeners. But with that being said, we, I checked out the, the, Nikki, um, the Nikki verse on it. It brought back to me like, yo, when I'm, like, I'm always comparing. Like, and it's, it's terrible that we do this, but we do this with rapper. I mean, any rapper. Like, yeah. It's a competitive sport. And it's like, man. Is it Nikki or is it Cardi or is it you know what I mean right. Meg or who is it? After that Nikki verse, I was like, oh yeah, she she still got yeah. it. Like whether whether she writes it or not, you know, I'm not I'm not here to to get into the specifics. Yeah. But in terms of delivery, like man, Nikki definitely delivered through that. So I like the song a lot. Doja Cat, she's been running it too uh, from her perspective. I think she's more poppy, uh, but yeah, I feel like she has a little bit of hip hop there too. Um, but yeah, Doja Cat, Nikki, definitely check that one out. Yeah, she's. Uh, the, She's a, definitely an artist that I've definitely heard of. Like I said, she's um, big on the social media scene for sure. Um, so I'll definitely try and go back and give her catalog a, a run because, like I said, I, I definitely see her on social media a lot. Uh, Doja Cat, yeah. that is. And um, like yep. like you said with Nikki, like, I mean, I mean, you, you really don't get a Meg without Nikki kind of setting the tone for. Um, so true. Artists like Megan Cardi, so shout out to Nikki for sure. Yeah, for sure. So you saying that Nikki's trying to sun everybody, or what you trying to say? I mean, 
I'm just saying. Okay. I think he did it first. I got you. I got you. He did it first. Yeah. Now, if that Say So remix goes to number one, it would be her first one, number one. Uh, a lot of folks would say Anaconda would be, but Anaconda peaked at number two yep. in 2014. I will say my favorite Nicki song is definitely that Truffle Butter with uh, Drake and Wayne. Wayne. I think she, man, she had a fire, fire verse on that one. Katie does love Truffle Butter. Katie is a big man. Truffle Butter. <laughs> I, would, I, would say, I would say that she maybe got the best of the both of them on that one, for yeah, sure. She can't um, I don't know. Her, it's either her or Wayne. Drake's verse on that one wasn't as great, but I'm a, as much of a Drake fan of, as I am, it's kind of hard to put bar for bar Drake over Wayne yeah. at the time. But anyway, yeah. Uh, and your boy, your boy released boy. another song this week. <laughs> your boy, Frenchie, French Montana, uh, who was who is a has more hits than than Kendrick Lamar. Um, he released a song called "Cold" with Tory Lanez this week. Jamel, what was your what were your thoughts on this one? Uh, how'd you feel about the release? Uh, so, as we talked about a couple episodes back or whatever that was, French dropped a single, which was I don't even know the name of it to be honest. <laughs> um, but was it Fast Lane or Facts or something? I don't know. Facts, the Facts yeah, or something, something like, that. like that. Yeah. But anyways, fast fast forward to this. Um, I definitely like the uh, the upbeat on this for sure, um, but this song has Tory Lanez on it, and I don't know like if this would have been good without Tory Lanez. Um, would be my I guess overall reaction to it. Uh, yep. But with Tory Lanez, I do like it. I think Tory Lanez had a solid verse. Um, French on the chorus, uh, hook or whatever is definitely a French that I like to hear. Like, I like that kind of French. But then when he got into his verse, I wasn't really feeling it that much. So, like I said, without, I don't know. Like, we always say, like, it's like this French solid tracks without a without a feature. And this, I think for me, still still makes that a true statement. But yeah, what do you think? Um, About him not... Not making any good songs without features, or... uh, man, is oh the the song "Cold" with Tory Lanez is dope. I mean, it's a Tory Lanez song, isn't it? Or oh, it's French's it's French's French song featuring Tory Lanez. It, it's French. Got you, got you. I would say that the first off, I, there's like a little guitar. I, I think some guitar and a beat. The beat is fire. Yeah. Like the the yeah, whatever that is. And Tory Lanez really bodied it. But I, unfortunately, it's another song where the featuring artist makes the song yep. for French Montana. I think French Montana's chorus on this song is, is straight. Mm-hmm. And this isn't uh, you know, hate French Montana podcast <laughs> at all, but it's just he made a pretty big statement at the beginning of this podcast. And it's like <laughs> the two songs, it's it, the song that he released uh, a couple weeks back was That's a Fact. And this one, it's a good yeah. song, man. Um, Tory Lanez bodied this, though, for sure. For sure, he made this his song, and I like it a lot. Uh, now, I definitely would go back and listen yeah. to it. I think French, I don't think French's verses was bad on this. I just feel like if if I'm featuring you on my song, I'm not gonna let you get the the nine to one on me. Like I'd right. say, I can't I can't let you beat me like that. Um, yep. On a track, but Tory Lanez did a good job. His melody, he killed it on this one. French's verse was pretty straight, but I give him a you know, it was subpar compared to what Tory Lanez did on his own song. So wasn't that cold. Also, 
didn't help that he followed up this week with uh, <laughs> saying that Drake, not only Drake, but also Jay-Z um, probably probably had more hits than him. Wait, what? Probably? Yeah, and coming off the Kendrick Lamar thing, first off, French says probably, right? <laughs> Which is like, okay, got you, got you. And if this was any other time, it'd be straight. But without the uncertainty there, and I understand you're a rapper, it's a competitive sport, blah, 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 like – um, but at the same time, bro, like, come on, man, bro, like that statement is, man, that's like us saying, you know, like LeBron is probably a better basketball player than I am on the court. Like, you know, yeah. LeBron is probably a little better than me at, at, at basketball. Well, duh. Like, <laughs> like yeah, it's just, it, yeah, for sure. I just didn't feel it didn't sit right with me. And I was like, man. To mention both of those guys, they probably have more hits than you. Like, even I don't think that can. 10, I, I really, 10, I would support. Times more hits. Twenty yeah. times. Maybe. I would still could support. I would support that Kendrick has more, more hits still to this day. Like, I, I'd be happy to stand on stage with Kendrick and be his hype man. Why he he bodies yeah. all the songs. He has so much better of a catalog in terms of that festival audience yeah. now. Um, if you're talking about going to the club, like I feel like French maybe may be able to, because I just don't see, you know, love by by Kendrick popping off at the club. Like I, yeah. I don't know, there are a few songs by Kendrick that I don't see popping off at the club. But is Kendrick the type of artist you see in a club? Like I don't think yeah. so. But you go to Drake and Jay Z, it's a yeah. rap, dude. Like come on, man, come on. Especially Drake, man. He's got more hits than the Beatles. Yeah. Let's go. I mean, like, French, come on, man. Tiger got more hits than French. Like, come on, man. yeah. Oh. You talking about Tiger? Oh, man. You talking about TYGA? TYGA. Rack, mm. Rack City Tiger, you know. Ooh, right. You talking about Rack City Tiger? I was thinking like the motto Ooh. with Drake and Wayne. Yeah. Tiger got hit, so in the pocket. Most for sure. definitely. I don't know. But I, I don't even know if, you know, I think that Thug and, and French definitely could, could get off a good battle. And it was quite interesting that they were arguing yeah. back and forth. But I think that would be a very good battle to see. Um, obviously, French has the bigger, the bigger songs with features. But I would say that, yeah, with features, that's exactly what I was going to, man. It's like, yeah, with features. But Thug can make a song by himself, or he can make a song himself, yeah. like Hookah by your boy Tiger. Mm-hmm. Hookah, Hookah with uh, Tiger and Thug, like he made that song. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like that's definitely something that needs to be reevaluated. Sure. Sorry, French, you yeah. got another L this week. <laughs> yep. Most definitely. Most definitely. On Apple Music and Spotify, we've curated playlists for every song mentioned during our sleeper segment. Just type in music in the bottle sleepers and playlists. Once again, music in the bottle sleepers. Most definitely, man. This this week we got uh, another two episodes of the Last Dance and and uh, the Fire soundtrack that that was a attached to that mm-hmm. that documentary. Um, man, it's we've been spoiled during quarantine. I know for sure. You know, it's unfortunate everything that's going on. While while that's going on, we also have been able to see a lot of you know a, a lot of what Michael Jordan was, what happened during that time in the in the eighties and nineties. Also, just a, a fire soundtrack. What have you thought about the series so so far uh, up to episode six where we're at right now? Yeah, man. Um, so just 
just with everything going on. So I think this was supposed to be released like maybe after playoffs, probably. Yeah, imagine. Yeah, I think after yeah. playoffs or something. But with everything happening, they decided to you know drop it or whatever, which was super dope because with no live basketball, this is the closest thing we got to like something new in yep. regards to basketball. It, yeah. Even though it's not new basketball, it's it's stuff we haven't seen. So um, I think we would be remiss if we didn't talk about it on this show. Yeah. Um, especially being the big basketball fans that we are. Yeah, for sure. Um, so far, I think it's been a great series, though. Um, like I said, we definitely didn't grow up around the time that he played. And even after their last championship, I was only six years old. So, like, I never yep. really – you know, watch that Michael Jordan. The Michael Jordan I know is Washington Wizards Michael Jordan. So yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, most definitely, bro. Like, I, I'm right there with you. So like, hearing like my mom talk about it, how you know she was his biggest fan, had the biggest crush on him. Um, to my cousin, uh, who is a little bit older than me, saying how he missed the first three championships. Yeah. But once, but once they won those, really, like, you know, like he was all about it, and he remembers everything about it. So um, for I think for me, as a big fan of basketball and, like, obviously knowing how great Jordan is, it's nice to have this. It's nice to sit back and um, listen to how everything played out. And, of course, which we'll get into, man, the music has just been top-notch, man, from episode one to episode six so far. What do you? Yeah. What are your thoughts? I think it's, it's very uh, – first off, I, I see it as very motivating. I think we all have a bit of Jordan in us, and mm-hmm. whatever you do – you could be a basketball player. You could be an athlete. You can be, you know, an accountant. You can be, uh, you know, in real estate. You could be in the hospitality and management sector. Like you can apply what his his mindset was to anything that you do, which is really cool. So the ability to yeah. have that mindset just like is straight amazing. up win at all costs. Yeah. Like, and that's all it is. Like it's just it's not so much about being, you know, the most flashy or whatever it was, though he did have that. It's like, when, what does it take to win? I want to know that. And if I'm, if I know that, then I'm playing a different game than everyone else. And I, mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of what we want with this podcast as yep. well. We want to make sure that we offer something to our people that support us. Like we want to give you guys good, good content. Mm-hmm. So finding that in our podcast and also um, just the soundtrack behind this, man. I mean, obviously he played a pivotal, pivotal role in both of our lives, Jordan, whether it be actively when we were able to see him or passively, mm-hmm. um, a great, great, great player and all around, uh, somebody that everybody looks up to who, who follow basketball. In addition to that though, what have been your favorite tracks on the soundtrack on this one? <clears throat> man, like it's, like I said, from start to finish, it's been nothing but hits. Like, and I, I think the best thing about it before I get into my favorites, um, like the placement of the songs, like like they're not just thrown like in the like they're not just thrown around loosely. Like they're put at, you know, perfect, perfect spots to match what's going on during the episode, which kind of brings me to my first favorite, um, <clears throat> which is the track. I ain't no joke by Eric being right. Uh, Rock him. Yeah, for sure. Um, Classic. So I think that one, obviously, they were way before my time. Um, I think that track maybe dropped in the, like, 85, 86 or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I think it's in episode one where when Jordan first gets on the scene in 84, 85. Yeah. And they play that song, like, right then and there, just kind of 
to let you know that he wasn't a joke, like even coming out the gate. So um, I think that was one of my favorites for sure. Like I said, there's there's a lot on there, but I'm going to just go with one more that I really like. Um, Rosa Parks by Outcast was in episode five. Fire. Um, so just hearing that, um, that, uh-huh, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, that was a great track for sure, man. Um, but overall, it's it's definitely been fire. Um, what about yours? I, I think that the first, like, I think first off, there's a direct correlation between the culture and athletes and also, Mm -hmm. you know, basketball and maybe NFL too, but I would say more so with the NBA. Yeah. Um, I was very surprised first to see some of the the artists from our generation to be on this documentary Mm -hmm. or this, this 10 part series, such as Jumpman or YBN Corday. Um, Even pushing it past the time that Jordan was in the league, like Lupe Fiasco was superstar was on Mm -hmm. the playlist as well. Um, but some of my favorites, dude, first one I stuck out was hip hop array by naughty by nature. Mm-hmm. I believe that was in like NBA live, like 1998 or something like that. But it just brought me back to <laughs> yep. nostalgia, which I feel like a lot of people work off of with this documentary. Right. Um, Nas, if I ruled the world was another one. Yeah. A, uh, a sleeper was, uh, Lucini, AKA this is it by camp low. A lot of people want to know that song today, but that that's a fire song. You got, you had DMX on there. And then my go-to for sure was, uh, I think two of them. Still not a player by Big Pun and Joe. It's all about the Benjamins, for sure, with Diddy and Notorious. But a ton of great songs, man. I don't want to be a player no more. Yeah, man. Big Pun killed that. All the vibes, man. All the vibes with this soundtrack. For sure. Yeah. Just just, uh, before we get off of this, um, the director or, like, the supervisor of this, I found out his name was Robert Chung. Um, he pretty much, I just read an article a couple of days ago, but he said that he like got in touch with, um, the actual director who was doing yeah. the soundtrack and pretty much said like, there's no way I'm not working on this. <laughs> like he said, like, if he had to do it for free, like he had to be on this. And I think it, it just kind of shows like, obviously one that win mentality, like, you know, like, like I know so much about this music. Um, yep. that like you like you can't work on this without me and uh so true. shout out to so him true. for uh obviously both of them or him and the other guy i don't recall his name but um so they definitely got a perfect soundtrack and like obviously for us um it's great to hear obviously yeah. our parents um are probably in their fields for sure working because, off that nostalgia yeah most definitely yeah and to be honest too it for some of the people that are watching this, there's like a whole generation that hasn't heard a single one of these songs, like maybe once. And it's, yeah. it's kind of crazy, but um, for us, like being nineties babies and stuff like that, it's definitely, definitely dope to hear for sure. I think so too, man. And, and I could see why he would want to be on the soundtrack. The nine, the late eighties and nineties was such a pivotal time in music. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Like, <clears throat> I'm not sure what hip hop would look like alone or even the R&B culture as well, but hip hop specifically, like, I don't know what that would look like today without that. You know what I mean? It Mm. would, it would be so, so much of music today works off that nostalgia, just like basketball does. I mean, it's as much as like, I'm a LeBron fan or whatever it may be. And this isn't a sports podcast by any means, but it's like, you know, there's nothing better than Jordan that you can't be. Mm. No one's undefeated in the finals. Like he, you know what I mean? It's, it's like it, and it also works like music, like the 90s. is Some of the best music that we 
we've been able to, to listen to. Yeah. Period. And unmatched. And honestly, um, like obviously not to get into, you know, a sports debate or anything like that because we don't got enough time for that. Um so long. Yeah. Like I mean, one, like this like this is like like we honestly just missed the you know, like the hype of all of this, like growing up, like I said, the last championship, we were six, seven years old. We may have been playing basketball, but we weren't like, you know, maybe truly in tune to what was truly going on at when the finals were happening or, you know, whatever that may yeah. be. But yeah. um, I mean, like for us, like for our parents now, we'll be like this when, you know, LeBron retires and gets his documentary or whoever it may be. So there's just so many great players like that. And obviously, I'm, I'm honestly just soaking in all of this right now, all of the good music. Yeah. Kind of sad there's only 10 episodes and we only got four left, but um, I know, man. You know, <laughs> but yeah, such a, such a great series. Um, like I said, it's much needed with no basketball on right now. We'd be probably in the conference finals right now or, quarterfinals i don't know conference finals yeah somewhere either east west finals right now yeah. we would be in the uh the yeah, yeah. the finals i mean we're, we're we're sneaking up on the finals here so yeah, yeah it would it sucks but this is you know this is our new reality so with that transitioning from one billionaire to another kanye west becomes a a billionaire from a majority of his holdings and yeezy uh finally according uh According to Forbes, so yeah. Forbes is, uh, has announced that being the first to break that. What are your initial thoughts? You know, Kanye West uh, breaking a billionaire status. What you know? What what do you think about that? Yeah, man. So I think it was reported maybe a couple of years ago. He like got on Twitter or like he just mentioned like how much in debt he was yep. um, with all of his you know like with Yeezy or. So he started Yeezy with Nike and then he switched over to Adidas. So I'm sure that was a big yeah. money transition that obviously caused him to go into a lot of debt. Uh, his wife, Kim K, mentioned how he like never says no. Um, you know, like he's always willing to, you know, give up instead of like holding back um, or yeah. whatever it may be. So like I said, I, I don't know when that statement was truly out, but I remember hearing it, how he was in debt or in debt and like going broke. Um, so for Kanye to finally kind of get that over the billion mark on Forbes, I mean, it's, I mean, I guess it's a long time coming Yeah. and, but I mean, the, the Yeezy is pretty expensive. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, shout out, shout out to him though. Like I said, that's obviously one of our favorite artists, um, Most as, definitely. as far as music. And then, yep. like I said, as far as it comes to fashion, you know, he's, He's kind of going out of the music lane and trying to be a mogul in that lane. Um, yeah. But as but as far as him just kind of, you know, becoming a billionaire and letting that brand kind of just kind of take over. Like he owns 100 percent of it, but yep. there's there's like stipulations with that, I heard or something. But um, yeah, shout out to him. What do you man. mean by that? What do you mean by that? So like. The article I read, I think from Forbes, is that so like he owns a hundred percent of Yeezy. Yep. But I think with um, because it's attached to Adidas. Okay. Um, I think there's something that 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 actually takes away from him like earning a lot more with Yeezy. Okay. Because yep. it's because it's attached to that um, that parent brand. 
Yeah. But um, yeah. But initial thoughts, man. Like I said, I'm 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 proud for Kanye. Just just being a big Kanye fan for sure. What uh, yeah. What did you think about the news? Or man, <clears throat> um, huge Kanye fan as well. Uh, I don't know if there's been an album of his that I haven't given you know a, a six or a seven, at least a six or a seven out of ten. Mm-hmm. Um, but for him, it's quite interesting. I think there's there's a question to be added, like you know what can you do with your brand. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, even thinking, and it's very motivating from that from that standpoint as well. Like Kanye is, is was seen as a rapper at one point, and when he goes off the off his rocker, as quote unquote, some people say, um, when he's talking about, "Hey, I'm a brand. I'm not just don't limit me to just be an artist." Like mm-hmm. it kind of comes into fruition now. Yep. And as as people may say, you know, whatever your thoughts are on Kanye and his antics, like. He has something right from a financial standpoint. He's doing something right now. Whereas yeah. four years ago, he was $53 million in debt and talking about, yep. you know, ba- talking to Mike, uh, I'm sorry, Zuckerberg about, you know, throwing, throwing some money at him to fund his ideas. Mm-hmm. Today, Kanye's a fashion mogul. And it's, it asks the question of like, all right, is he, is Kanye the, the shoe, the Yeezy? Is it jumping over Jumpman? Kind of like you said in the song, man. Is it yeah. for the supremacy of sneakers? Yeah, man. Like to be honest, as far as like Adidas and Nike go in general, um, yeah. As 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 far as the brand goes, as of lately, and I don't know if I, Kanye may have like some influence over like obviously the whole brand with Yeezy, but yeah. a, a lot of casual like Adidas, like man, like I would I would definitely pick up a pair of Adidas over over some Nikes. Um, to be honest, and that's and that's just my personal opinion. But Yeezy as a as a shoe brand compared to Air Jordan, I mean, it's 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 not an out of the park statement for him to make in that song either. Maybe at the time no. that the song came out, it could have been. But I guess looking at it now, just knowing, you know, how much it's making and how much it's going to continue making, like there are yep. like. There are kids that buy Yeezys that don't listen to Kanye West, like like his music. Exactly. Like, and I think that that's had more. <clears throat> truthfully speaking, I think that uh, begs the question: Is it fashion mogul Kanye over, or or is it artist Kanye that has had more impact? Right. Yeah, I mean, for us, I think like our age, we would, we would probably lean more towards the artist because we've listened to more of his music. But I mean, like I'll. Like, I'll see kids, you know, 13, 14, that I know have probably not listened to a lick of college dropout or the, but they got a pair of Yeezys on, you know? Like, yeah. so I think kids growing up um, and like that younger generation probably see or are more uh, on that fashion mogul side. But I think for exactly, us, but I think for us, we're probably more of the artists, but we appreciate what he's doing, obviously, as, yeah. as far as his fashion and whatever else he's getting into. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, like, and you make a good point. I got two brothers, Marcus and Brandon, uh, 19 and 23. Like, you know, Brandon's 23 and it's, or I'm sorry, Brandon is 19. And it's like, he knows more of the fashion mogul. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and though he may know the, the artist because he's a, he loves musician, uh, music. Yeah. But it's also like, Marcus is in, in between, mm-hmm. and we all know Yeezys as the comfortable footwear that's also luxury and fashionable. So, in between there, man, I feel like 
the fashion mogul almost takes that over. Yeah. You got to give it to, to Kanye because mm-hmm. it's had more of an impact on our culture. Yeah. And people that don't know his music or the early stages of Kanye, like the graduate or the college dropout or, you know, whatever, whatever came on earlier, like even the features on Slum Village, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like way, way back. Like they don't know the impact of that. They do know Kanye as a a footwear specialist, yeah. man. Like he definitely has a market or not. So I definitely take, I, I would take Yeezy over Jumpman right now. Oh, yeah. Also because they're more functional, man, just <laughs> to, to wear with it. You know what I mean? It's not so much of a, man, Yeezys are just, they're just yeah. functional. <clears throat> yeah. Most definitely. And to see him spinning off that brand into other realms, like architecture, hospitality, and even urban design, like that will be super dope yeah. to see what, what has, a, what, what comes about in the future. Um, for him and an easy brand and also motivating to a lot of people. Like you don't have to be defined by whatever your culture is. You don't have to just be a rapper. You don't have to just be an artist. You can be more than that. So seek that out for sure. Yeah. And just kind of like you said, like, I mean, Kanye as a, Kanye as a brand, like it's, it's very motivational uh, to see him just kind of go, go from this lane to that lane. And it just kind of lets, just kind of lets us know, like, you know, don't limit yourself to just to just music if that's what you're good at. If you exactly if you have another idea, if you want to start a podcast, go ahead and do that. Yep. Go ahead and do that. Yep. If you're hearing this, that means we updated our wine list. Want to know what's on it? Head to Instagram, hit the link in our bio. You'll be able to find everything that we've drank so far on the show. Take a peek. But in the meantime, let us get back to the show. All right, guys, this is the time for the what was known as the Rapid Fire Five. We're going to change this name up. We are the Music in the Bottle podcast. We think that this would be a good time for the bottled up questions. So we'll be moving forward with that. Still five questions about music or wine. Um, for this for today, we're going to be doing five questions on music. The first question for the bottled up questions is what has been the most slept on album in your opinion thus far in 2020? So far in 2020, um, just, just before I answer, um, this wine is really hitting right now. Shout out to the petite Syrah. Right. <laughs> but um, slept on album for me, I'd have to go with Mac Miller circles. Okay. Uh, this dropped early January or like January 8th or 20th or something like that. Yeah. January. And I really enjoyed this album. I don't really see a lot of, uh, feedback on it. Um, okay. like, like now, like now today. Yeah. So for me, I definitely have to go with that Mac Miller album. Rest in peace, Mac. Yeah. Most definitely, man. Rest in peace to Mac. Great album for sure. I would have to go with Childish Gambino. 31520. This didn't get a lot of traction. I think it was mostly named due to the name and, and Childish Gambino being a very cult like following or a very niche audience. Mm-hmm. My favorite yep. song from this one is uh, 1238. Definitely check that one out, man. Childish Gambino with another classic, classic. Uh, is that the is that the 21 Savage feature? Yeah, one? yeah. Okay. That's that 21. There's another artist on that one as well. Um, she killed it too, but 1238, fire song and, and some reminiscence of Redbone in that one for sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, question number two of the bottled up questions. Best artist turned actress or actor? Uh, man, 
there's so many good ones. Um, obviously, I mean, we we could say Will Smith and just end the conversation there. Most definitely. But uh, to leave Will Smith out because we know he's a great um, actor who started off um, obviously rapping and singing yeah. and whatnot. But um, uh, second, I, I guess the second best for me would probably be Ice Cube. Um, I thought you were going to say Bawa for a second. Oh, how, how could I forget? Uh, wow, lottery ticket, man. That... Hey, I'm not gonna lie though. Road Bounce definitely got some playback on my end, bro. Hey, like Road Bounce was a good one. Road Bounce is a classic. Road yeah, a... but like Mike though too was pretty. See, all right, so he got three right there. Yeah, <laughs> but nah, um, Ice, Ice, Ice Cube for sure uh, is definitely a great one. Um, obviously, Friday classic. Uh, yeah. Boys in the Hood, classic, you know, classic. and then he gets into his dad bag with the Are We There Yet? Okay, yeah. You <laughs> for, yeah. Don't forget about the uh, Triple X. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. for sure. <laughs> All about the Benjamins as well. Yeah, Ice oh, Cube yep. is definitely one of the goats there. Yeah. Also directing his own stuff, too, because I know Friday was one of his um, yep. one of his movies. So Ice Cube slept on. I mean, I might have to go with Omari on here from you guys, sir. No? Oh, yeah, uh, man. <laughs> classic yeah. no uh i'm not gonna go with omarion i feel like there are a lot of a lot of great actors in here i think there are some slept on ones like chris brown and ti have definitely done some good work but mm-hmm. i'm gonna go with yep. 50 cent um not only due to you know him like he he has acting roles but also just the whole uh, around film like he's he's done yeah. a lot but yeah I, I definitely give it up to 50 power is somebody is for the culture like a great show he's got new shows like tales he's got new shows like uh uh, yep. what is it called for life um yep, that's on abc he, yep. he's done a lot there and uh, we mentioned his biopic last uh in one of the past episodes mm-hmm. you know get richard die trying he's a great actor um and definitely does a lot for the film industry so yeah third question of the bottled up questions future released two tapes back to back in 2017 not I, I believe this came out right before the summer of 2017 uh yeah i think so one of the albums was called future featuring like mask off and used to this and then another was called hendrix and it was more so where future was a, a rap album hendrix was more of the r&b side and hendrix had coming out strong feature on the weekend and selfish featuring rihanna of those two because they were released back to back which one would you choose future or hendrix uh over overall i'd go with hendrix um just because of the more melodic r&b vibe for sure mm-hmm. um but mask off is one of future's best songs to date but um i would have to lean more towards hendrix hendrix for me are you sure because i am I, mean, I am positive i am positive <laughs> all right well i'm gonna go with future Due okay. to the success, the high success of, of the future album over Hendrix, I do believe that Hendrix has some cuts for sure. Coming Out Strong is one of my favorite future songs, period. Mm-hmm. But um, not only does it have the original mask off, but it also has a remix with Kendrick Lamar on that one. Yeah, you got used to this on that one. That's true. You got uh, I'm So Groovy, which is a classic. Mm-hmm. Um, Good Dope, which is another classic as well. And I just like, I mean, Rent Money's due as well. I mean, like, there's yeah. a lot of good tracks on that one. I like, I like that one. So I'm going to I'm gonna have to go with the, the future on that one. We usually agree on music, but, you know, this time around, you chose the, the worst of the two. Okay, whatever. Shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> All right, switching it up. Question number four of the Bottled Up Questions. 
your favorite motion picture soundtrack. This means a movie that had a soundtrack tied to it. What was your favorite motion picture soundtrack, Jamal? Uh, this one's a little bit easy for me. I'm going to go most recent. Um, and I'm going to say the Black Panther soundtracks. Uh, the, the whole TDE crew like bodied that whole project, man. Um, not only did we finally get, like I said, for the culture, um, like a like a true, like, black superhero movie yeah we also true. got a fi- we also got a fire ch- soundtrack behind it featuring yep. you know um a lot of cultured um artists so uh shout out to that soundtrack i'd have to go with that most recent picture uh black the, the black panther soundtrack <laughs> all right all right <laughs> <laughs> all right Beth. so that petite sarah yeah you all right you good <laughs> okay all right, so um, I think that the Black Panther soundtrack was fire. I, I really like that Kendrick Lamar had so much to do with that one, and the whole TDE too. Um, I think that was that was great for our generation. I'm gonna take it back. Uh, this is one that's definitely gonna make the generation before us happy, and also my you know shout out to my parents as well for for putting me up on this. But <laughs> New Jack City um, is yeah. one of the greatest one of the greatest soundtracks ever. I'm going to start it off. My favorite song from that one is I'm Dreaming by Christopher Williams, but they also had features like Guy, Johnny Gill, um, sure, Essence, yeah. Color Me Bad had a great song, I Want to Sex You Up, the single mix on that one. Um, Queen Latifah's on there, Troop, Levert. There's so many key sweats on there as, as well, I believe. Uh, that that soundtrack was fire. I think that broke a lot of... I, I, that broke the seal for a lot of soundtracks and matching mm-hmm. up with a with a fire movie. New Jack City is a classic as well. Um, Most definitely. For sure. Last question of the bottled up questions, uh, five questions, is who did it better? And this is between Exchange by Bryson Tiller and Neighbors by J. Cole. Now, both of these songs, or I'm sorry, not Neighbors by J. Cole, um, Deja Vu by J. Yeah. Cole, mm-hmm. for sure. So Deja Vu by J. Cole and Exchange by Bryson Tiller, these are two songs that had the same beat, um, which was a sample from a, from a 90s song. Which song would you say was better, Exchange by Bryson Tiller or Deja Vu by J. Cole? So being the biggest J. Cole stand that I am, I love Deja Vu. It's a great track. But, man, Bryson, Bryson hit, man. That track just hit. So I'm going to go with uh, the Bryson Tiller version. The Bryson Tiller, the Bryson Tiller version for sure. Um, and just before I – um, not talk about the cold track. That yeah. album is underrated, by the way. For your eyes only was a great, was a great, great piece. Uh, yep. by Cole. Obviously, didn't get a lot of playback or a lot of respect that it deserved. But um, track wise, man, Bryson, Bryson came through. Which, as we talked about before, Trap Soul was like ten out of ten. Like if we had to rate an album, ten out of ten. Great one. Um, so great one. I'm gonna go with that Bryson yeah. Tiller track for sure. Yeah, man. I, I actually, you know, I agree with you on this one. Deja Vu was an amazing song and it also was a surprise. And after that, I think that after it was released, I would definitely go with Deja Vu. But I feel like if I would have mm-hmm. listened to these songs both at the same time, because I had, Exchange had been so played out by the time that Deja Vu came about, um, I would have went with, you know, if they would have came yeah. out at the same time, I probably would have went with, you know, I probably would have went with Exchange. But um, Deja Vu is a fire track. Yeah. But yeah, I'm going with Exchange on that one. Most definitely. Most yes, definitely. Is. Yeah, a lot of commercial success and, and broke his career off too after uh, his first his first release of Don't. 
So mm-hmm. good stuff. This leads us into that's the end of the the bottled up questions. Five questions that we we answer for you guys. Um, this leads us into the wind down where we really we talk about one album or a single that has been pretty pretty slept on, or maybe you know you maybe forgot about one that we're bringing back. But did you bring a song today, or you bring an album? Uh, I brought a I brought a song today. Um, okay. Although, obviously, check out the rest of the album for sure. Yeah. Um, but as far as singles that I'm going to bring to the people today, yep, uh, we talked about them last week. Uh, Shay Ekru. Yep. Um, he has he just dropped an EP album, whatever you call it, whatever it may be, on yep. March 27th. Um, and he has a track on there called Miss Money. Okay. Um, so check that track out. I actually heard it. Um, so there's a guy on Instagram called Joe K, which, okay. a, which a buddy of mine um, showed or kind of put me on to him. Uh, he has a radio show on Apple Music, and I think it's on Spotify, too. But okay. uh, they just play a bunch of like like vibe music. Like it's, you know, like you sit down, grab your glass of wine, whatever it may be, and just kind of chill out and listen to this music. But he actually slowed up this song and he put the name of the artist in the caption. And I was like, hold up, what is this song? Went back yeah. and listened to it to, to the original version. That slowed up version is super fire. I wish it was like on streaming or I could download it somewhere. But um, the regular is dope. So uh, Shay at Crew Miss Money is my recommendation. What you got? Solid, solid. I got um from the motion picture, keeping it with that, you know, we talked about The Last Dance. We talked about motion picture uh, soundtracks. I'm going to go with the Queen and Slim soundtrack. Um, I really like that movie. And there's a song called Collide by Tiana Major Non featuring Earth Gang on there. Earth Gang's vocals on there are fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, they killed that. But, yeah, Collide between between those two. Tiana Major body that one as well. Um, she also has a solo and I believe an acoustic version to that song as okay. well. But yeah, she 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 killed it as well. That's a dope right. track now, for sure. That's a dope track. Most definitely, most definitely. Leading on the wine, how was how was yours today? Well, if you couldn't already tell from my slip ups in the last couple minutes on this episode, um, the petite Super lit. <laughs> the the petite Syrah was a great bottle, man. Um, I enjoyed it. I would go back to it. Like I said, I I had already had their red blend. Um, I yep. got gift for Christmas, which I enjoyed. Um, this. Um, brand from Michael David Winery. It's called the Freak Show. So all of their uh, labels kind of it's all kind of like carnival acts. So this um, so each um, kind that they have their labels feature feature different acts of the carnival. So this one has like elephants on the front. Um, you can see the carnival tents in the back. Uh, just a lot of carnival acts in there. So um, a very good bottle. I enjoyed it a lot. I would probably give this a eight and a half, eight and a half out of 10. Um, like I said, I'm definitely more of a fan of those full bodied reds. So this yeah. was, this was one of them kind of get a black cherry uh, scent um, taste. And like I said, you kind of get that hint of vanilla as well. Definitely probably something you'd want to pair with a more full meal. Um, so like you're, you know your steaks or whatever it may be some of that yeah. some of that full some of that full meal um how was sure. how was the fume block 
That, yeah. Did I say that right? Fume, Fume Blanc. Yeah. You better get it right, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, shout out to the grandfather of Fume Blanc, uh, who created this in 1966, Robert Mondavi. Uh, this is smooth, man. It's, you know, I, I hate to keep coming back at you guys like, yeah, this is the best one I had every week. <laughs> um, but yeah, this one is smooth. And I just wish I would have paired this with fish and some, some light vegetables to the side. Uh, maybe a piece, uh, a small piece of garlic bread as well. This was this was pro. This is the best that I've had. Yeah. Okay. This through us shooting the, these four episodes, man. Um, I'm probably gonna come back to this one for sure. This is the first that I definitely will come back to. Yep. Maybe get a few bottles just for the the collection. Um, yep. but shout out to Robert Mondavi. This okay. is somebody I would like to meet, man. Because this is, uh, yeah, this is a winery I want to visit for sure. Most stuff. Most yeah. Stuff. Cool, man. Cool. Well, that's, uh, that's about it. That's about it. Thank you guys for tuning in once again. Uh, like I said, for everyone that's watched so far, we appreciate seeing the plays come through. Uh, we are on Spotify now, Google Podcasts. Obviously, if you have the Anchor app or you're on oh. your browser, you can check us out on Anchor. Um, continue to watch. Tell your friends. Um, yeah, man. That's yeah, it. man. It's been great. Thank you guys for your support for sure. Um, yeah, there'll be... I mean, by this time, we should be on Apple Podcasts as well, man. This has been a, a great thing to, to put together during the time of, of COVID-19. And we're just thankful for everybody that we've been able to to connect with through this through this podcast and, and our music and our wine choices. So look out for more to come. Yes, and sir. this is the Music in the Bottle podcast. Thank you all so much for tuning in and winding down with us for episode four. Hope you guys enjoyed the content we brought on this episode. If you have comments and feedback, let us know. We'd love to hear it. You can catch this episode on the Anchor app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you get your shows. Until next time.